Think of a hundred times that we've sang this song.
every sin. But through the Bible, it's so evident that God really loves us. How many times did God's people mess up and God made it right? God made a way. God really loves us. Whatever it is, I'm challenging you this morning as we sing this song, whatever it is. Lay it down. Give it to God. Cast your cares on Him because He cares for you.
There's not one of us that doesn't need you. Not one. Amen, right? Amen. Amen. What a God we serve. You may be seated. Oh, gosh. I was. Hoping for more applause through that transition. Not for me. Not for me, but that's good. Good morning. It is good to see you all. It is good, as always, to hear you. It is fantastic to be in the room worshiping with you. Um, that's my opinion on Sunday mornings. I, I love it when we worship together. Um, I love it. And, and I love how that pours into our hearts again and again and again, the greatness of the one that we worship. And I hope that we are all carrying that with us this week. And just thinking about that, that the, as much as God gets lifted up in our hearts, and as much as the world tries to push that down, that the Spirit would just keep that in our hearts, that God would be magnified every day as we worship. I am just glad to see you. I want to welcome you all here today. Uh, I would like to take a moment just to address... is amazing. The things he says, it just drips like honey, drips like honey uh, as it comes out. We meet At 9.30 uh, in a room right across the lobby, we do that right before worship. You just come a little early and we spend some time together. I get to know you. You get to know us. Uh, if there are any questions that you have about CF, I would love to answer that or get on track to answer it for you. So it's just a great chance to get connected and would welcome any or all of you to come and join us for that next week. Also, the day before that next week, we are going to have our game exchange and play day next Saturday morning from 9 to 11 here in the Sanctionasium. We're going to get together. We're going to have some tables set up. You can bring games that you, uh, if you have games that you would like to exchange that you have played out at your house and you'd like to come and give them.
heads with me, if you will. Thank you, God. Lord, I, I thank you for your word, for your truth. Father, I thank you that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord God, and that my circumstance. my situations, my surroundings, my storms don't define me, Lord God. There's a creator above who shaped me, who formed me, who fashioned me, who has a purpose and a plan such as this right now. Lord God, I thank you for what you're doing in this place in and through your people, in and through the people, Lord God, that you have called according to your purpose. Lord, that your name be glorified through the reading of your word this morning. Amen. Oh, awesome. So over the last couple of weeks, guys, we've, we've been in a series that we try and do every year here called Heart for His House. I hear music going in the background. It's kids' church. Look, I, I bragged on them last week. There was, there was something like 30 toddlers, just toddlers. I think some of the nursery workers said, you better get them to step up, something like that. I don't remember what it was. but uh, So over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about our house being this body that God has created. You, me, this, this individual house that God has created, but also about this house, our building that we share. But more importantly, what we've been talking about is the, the, the realization that you and I, this house and this house, is built for the purpose of those people. Those who are outside our four walls. The people that we run into on a, on a random daily basis, the, the people that we cross paths with, the, the people that we live among, our neighbors, our friends, our community. Our job is not done. 
It's very easy to walk in to a Sunday morning. and get lost in the crowd. It's very easy on a Sunday morning to, in getting lost in the crowd, not have to worry about what's going on out there. Our job is very clear. Jesus was very clear. He said, I'm giving you a task. I'm giving you a commission. The great commission in Matthew, right? Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Uh, Just to, I mean, I know we live in the Bible Belt. We do. We, we live in the Bible Belt, and, and albeit there's probably at least 95% of the people out there that have heard about the good news. Would you agree with me that for sure there are still people out there who have not heard the good news? So if our commission, if our task by Jesus himself is to spread the good news to everyone and everyone doesn't have the good news, then are we done? Okay, now see, this is where we start to kind of get a little bit confused. And we start to think, well, whose job is it? You see, with the great...
Jesus' response was shockingly controversial. Scripture continues. It says, on hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. He then summarizes saying, I have not come to call those who are righteous, but those who are sinners. Jesus didn't come for the healthy. He didn't come for those who were already righteous. He came for the sick. Jesus came for the sinner. Look, guys, when when you recognize that truth, it should give you absolutely no question about it, every reason to boast. My God came for such a wretch like me. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, it should cause you to well up inside. It should cause you. Shout out something to the effect. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm no religious hypocrite. Now feed me, grow me, so that, so that one day I too can serve, so, so one day I too can give, but, but, but right now, give me what I need. I do love you guys, I promise. Come on, y'all are going to have to at least smile back. <laughs> Look, guys, if that is what you believe, then, then, then you've missed the point of Scripture. We don't serve here. We don't give here so that we will grow here. Again, look, again, your growth is a natural byproduct of your serving and of your giving. A guaranteed internal growth. But the reason, the reason you and I serve, the reason that you and I give is because you and I believe that God is calling this house to reach people who are far from him. And if God has called you and I to reach people that are far from him, we're going to have to step outside of our four walls. I can't reach everybody. Guess what? You can't reach everybody either. But collectively, as the body of Christ, when we start doing what it is that he's commanded, all of a sudden the people we live among will see the awesome work that I, the Lord, will do for you. It's promised. It's in Scripture. It tells us. The reason we serve, the reason we give is because we believe that God is calling this house to reach people who are far from him, to lead them to becoming fully devoted followers of Christ.
10 years ago. Well, actually, I talked to three OGs. They each only remembered Jordan as their very first thing, my daughter. Um, but after that, after that, uh, just remembering that it's about so much more than one person. It's about the shoulder. So many heroes that we stand here today. It's about a calling that you and I have together. It's not something that I have. It's something that we have. It's, it's a calling, a mandate. It's, it's a commission. A task. It's a job. And the question really is, are you up for it? Because it's not easy. Jumping back to the beginning of this passage in, in Mark chapter 2, starting in, in verse 1, real quickly, I want to read through, through verses 1 through 12. It says this, after a, few days, after a few days, Jesus returned to Capernaum, and word got around that he was back home. A crowd gathered, jamming the entrance so no one could get in or out. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Impressed by their bold belief, Jesus said to the paraplegic, Son, I forgive your sins. Some religious scholars sitting there started whispering amongst themselves, He can't, he can't talk that way, that's blasphemy. God and only God can forgive sins. And Jesus knew right away what they were thinking and said, why are you so skeptical? Which is simpler? To say to the paraplegic, I forgive your sins, or to say, get up, take up your stretcher, and start walking? Well, just so it's clear that I am the Son of Man and authorized to do either or both, he looked now at the paraplegic. Get up, 
pick up your stretcher and go home. And the man did it got up, grabbed his stretcher, and walked out. With everyone there watching him, they rubbed their eyes, stunned, and then praised God, saying, we have never seen. You and I are to see our community. grow here part of our serving part of our giving is that you and i are called to share in each other's burden
want to be. Where was everybody else in town that day? Everybody else was already sitting in the presence of Jesus, just basking in it. Oh, speak to me, God. Give me your goodness. Talk to me. I want to hear all about it. Ooh, can I possibly, can I possibly see a miracle too? Ah, I wonder. Have my phone on the ready. But these four guys, they knew in order to experience personal growth that they couldn't just sit and glean. They had to get their friend to Jesus too. They cared enough to get involved in his life. People need to know that you care.
what layer was added to the roof again? Mimi. So, so what, what did these guys have to dig through to get their friend to Jesus? Yeah. You, you might have to dig through the to get people to Jesus. Look, you and I can't be turned off by the barriers that people put up. We're going to have to think outside of our four walls, whatever it takes to get people to Jesus. I want But, but also.
also in, in being a good steward of what you and I have, in preparing us for who it is that we're inviting tomorrow, I want us to be able to put back down towards some of our debt this year. Here in a year, I mentioned that we have the potential for our, our note, the loan to, to double, the interest rate to double. I'm believing God that it's not, but the potential's out there. And with that, I believe that God has called us to be good stewards of what we have here so that what we do tomorrow is just as impactful. And so this year, guys, I'm asking each and every one of you to pray, to reach out, to seek God for what it is that he's called you to give back towards this house so that we can see them grow here. I'm going to ask if you would to, if, if you've got a, a check, some of you may be scanning a QR code you can give online. Some of you can, you can give throughout the year, but... Uh, whatever it is, however it is you're going to be doing, I want you to just kind of hold on to that gift right now, if you would, and bow your head. Lord God, we come together as a people, as the body of Christ, Lord Jesus, recognizing that it takes each and every single one of us. Father, that we are your hands and feet, Lord God, that there is no one particular, Lord Jesus, that has the calling, but each and every one of us given the task to reach this world. Lord God, I pray that right now that this this seed of faith, Lord God, that we, as we hold on, Lord God, as we give this morning, Lord Jesus, that this gift would be used for your kingdom, for your glory, right here in our community, that we would see lives changed for eternity, God, because of even a simple seed of faith planted today. God, I thank you for how you're using this house. I thank you for how you're using us to do a mighty work in and through this community, Lord. Let your name be glorified as we give this morning. Amen and amen. Amen. I'm going to have them start going, but listen here, guys. I want to close with this. I know some of you are already worried that your place at, at lunch is going to get taken. You'll be all right. The Baptists, they don't get out for another 20. Listen, as a church, as a church, you and I cannot condemn those who are without Christ. You and I cannot condemn those who are without Christ. You and I must love them back into the grace of God. You can't do that if you're looking down your nose at such scum. We got to love them back into the house of God. We got to love them back into this house so that they too can grow here. We serve. excited for that family right there. This man right here. I'm getting ready. Like I, I, A lot of people, y'all don't realize everything that happens in the background, but I'm getting ready.
I'm getting ready. We're going to have a baptism here in just a little bit. And there's, there's four, uh, four children who are going to be showing their dedication to God here in just a little bit right off the bat. The faithfulness of God builds through generations. The faithfulness of God builds through generations. I'm praying for a people who will think outside the box. A people who will cut through the religious garbage in order to get people back to Jesus. Because we know. Because we know what it means to be sick, but better yet, better yet, we know what it means to be healed. Because you and I, we, we know what it means to be a desperate sinner. But thank you, God, glory, hallelujah, better yet, even still, we also know what it's like to be forgiven. To be forgiven. You see, when you know you've been saved by his grace, guys, that's when you do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to reach others who don't know Christ and that need that same grace that same grace. Come on, guys, I've asked the worship team to lead us out in song this morning. Y'all don't rush out of here. This is an opportunity to praise God, to thank him for what he's doing right here in this place. Y'all stand with me as we glorify him. Let's worship him and just give him glory. Come on, church.